probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabber the Hud, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, where he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And do you remember that guy who could save others from death but not himself? Ha! <laughs> Byronic. Oh! <laughs> Mate, I like it. That's a, that is a different take on the classic Bly punch you got going on there, mate. It rhymes, like it. it counts. Mate, it, mate, you smashed it. Smashed it out of the park as per usual. How on earth are you a Matty boy? Well, in tried and trusted, it's the galactic weather re- report, but in this case, it's necessary. About a week or two ago on, on the socials, I posted that it was hotter than Jakku here in Essex, and it really has been. These last few days has been absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's topped 100 degrees, and it's been tough to uh, stay cool. But to be honest, man, I'm not going to uh, be disgusted at the hot weather. I've quite enjoyed going out for a little walk in the weather, sitting in the garden, taking the uh, the pad around out on her bike, uh, but it is very, very hot. But that aside, mate, I'm uh, I'm doing good. Um, I hope you're faring better, dude. I mean, it's it's hot. It is humid, mm. and um, it's overall filth. I'm out here feeling like we're in Tatooine or Jakku. Jakku, as Jakku? you say, mate, it is absolutely mental. And in in the UK, it gets so humid as well when it when it gets hot like this. So, mate, uh, and it, and even when they were like, oh, it's going to rain. Like yesterday, they were like, oh, it's going to rain. No, it flipping didn't. It was like hazy sun all day, all day. In the horizon, I should have seen the twin sunset, you know, <laughs> the twin suns and just like a pod racer going by with Sebulba and uh, followed by a little ending, you know. Getting so Ross. That's it, mate. The whole gang, the whole mandem are there. But no, mate, I do you know what? Do you know what? I'm I'm ready to get absolutely stuck into this week's spicy hot topic. Mate, we've got a good one this week, and uh, we've the last few weeks we've mentioning that for our Patreons, we've got something which is uh, quite high on the spiceometer. And uh we dropped it last week, didn't we, Blywalker? Would you like to reveal to those who aren't on the Patreons what we've been uh, putting out? Oh, yes. So our patrons can go and listen to Matt and I do a very, very spicy commentary alongside Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. It is an absolute blast. Matt and I had so much fun recording it. We're we're there. We're just doing a commentary, you know. So if you want to get involved, if you want to watch Phantom Menace... Put us in your ear roll, put put us on the laptop or the iPad, whatever you want. Watch it simultaneously. Or if you're just working away, you know, have us talk while the Phantom Menace is going on. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And you can sign up for $2, people, less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, $2 a month. And there is hours and hours and hours of content and more coming. That is patreon.com forward slash Star Wars session. That's it. Get your laughing gear around that. Good fun. We've got more coming in the next in the next few months and years to come. We've got plenty more of those to come. But yeah, sign up like Lukey Boy said. But in the background, other than my young Padawan, I can hear Big Ben Kenobi. 
It's the Galactic News Round. Treat your loved one to some Star Wars-themed jewellery. Pandora has teamed up with Lucasfilm to release new lines of jewellery inspired by the galaxy far, far away. A second excerpt from the forthcoming Thrawn Ascendancy novel has been released over at StarWars.com. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Now, we said we had a spicy one this week, and this, as the Sultans of Spice, the uh, the pilots of the spice train, we never lie to you guys. So for this <laughs> week, we are talking about the story of Rey. Rey who? Rey Skywalker. We're talking about the story of Rey, uh, what we know through canon, obviously mainly the films, but there are a few bits uh, from the books which are worth mentioning. Um, So so basically from the orphan on Jakku that we met in The Force Awakens to the saviour of the galaxy taking down her grandpa in The Rise of Skywalker. So, you know, how she started, where she ended up, but how did she get there? So um, Rey Skywalker, Master Blywalker, it's an interesting discussion point and it's already raised a lot of uh, emotion in the Bantina, but we thought it was a good place to to go. Oh, bro, I'm so glad you've mentioned the Bantina. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that later because mm. uh, we have got many opinions and um, I feel like w- whenever the subject of Ray comes about, especially on the internet, you know, you're going to get a real spectrum of opinions. And to be honest, a lot of them are valid in their own way. Um, and, and it, it, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like not have a decent conversation um about ray just because some people think she is the best hero like since sliced bread and some people think she's the worst hero since sliced bread right or since moldy sliced bread um (laughs) but (laughs) i i can't wait to talk about ray because i do find that she's genuinely interesting you know people always make that parallel um to luke skywalker and sometimes to anakin skywalker and that's not necessarily a bad thing i just find it crazy when people expect the same character and i'm sure i'm going to expand on that later um that as as many of you guys already know if you've listened to the podcast for a long time i'm i'm a real advocate for expressing that ray is such a different character to luke skywalker she Mm -hmm. is so different and and she is beyond different from anakin too i think they've got some yeah no i'll get to that later i'll get to that later Go on, maybe. What What are your initial oh. thoughts on this bad boy subject? Um, well, I've mentioned on uh, previous episodes many times that the character of, of Ray, I, I really like the character of Ray. I, I uh, especially uh, in the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, and outside of the films, I think she's handled pretty well. So I'm a fan of the character. I don't believe in a lot of the stuff I hear, but again, opinions are opinions. But no, I, I think this is a good place. Good place to talk. A good time to talk about Ray now because we mentioned the rise of Skywalker. That was eight months ago now, so we're closing on a year since you know the final chapter so far of her story, and we kind of have an arc somewhat, or at least a a three part story to her. So it felt like the right time to discuss the character. Um, so I mean, the first thing I wanted to ask 
viewers, before The Force Awakens came out, obviously we had like the mass hype, all the build-up, showing the characters and some of the locations. What was your first, what was the first time you saw Ray and what medium was it? I mean, and heard of the character because there was a time obviously when we had no sequel trilogy characters and then boom, the news dropped Finn, Poe, Ray, Bosch. Do you remember the first time you met, like quote unquote, met Ray? Dude, that is such a good question. That is such a good question. So it's going to be in the Force Awakens build-up in the marketing material. And unless I'm mistaken, it is the Force Awakens trailer. Mm-hmm. You know what? From the trailer and from the marketing material up until not long before the film came out, you know, I always thought this trilogy's good guy was going to be Finn. Yeah. Did you know that? Right. Like, I thought he was going to be the Jedi. I just had that in my head. And I think to be fair to us, I think it was marketed like that. A lot of people have thought that because Finn is obviously to hide the to hide the secret in The Force Awakens, spoilers, that Rey is the Jedi. They had Finn, didn't they, with the, with the blue saber in pretty much all yep. of the promotional shots. Yeah, exactly. And he's the one. I remember there's this one shot where right at the end of the trailer, he ignites the blue. Yeah. And, and from that moment, I think... That was our first um, insight into into the blue lightsaber being used, and we saw that it was the Skywalker saga um, saber. And we're like, "What? Like, what's going on here? What? Yeah, that's crazy!" And, he's and Finn's Kylo. got it right, and and yeah. I, so my initial introduction to Ray didn't I, I I didn't really have any preconceived ideas. I just thought she just really reminded me the way because we did see her like run around a little bit and you know do some this is further on to, into the mm-hmm. uh, Force Awakens uh, marketing train choo choo train. Um we know we we know all about trains, don't we mate? Boy? Absolutely because, mate. You know, overnight this has become another sessions thing, you know. Oh, does Olivia want to say something as well? Uh, she's talking about Pinkie Pie, uh, the My Little Pony. So I'm going to save that for our other Patreon show. <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, she's like Kylo. Kylo's <laughs> the best. No, so I, I always thought like Ray was going to be like a really cool psychic um, that was good at like karate or something. Or what do they call it in Star Wars? What do oh, they call um, it? Terrace Cassie. Terrace Cassie, is it? Yeah. I thought she was going to be something like that. Very, very Japanese, you know. Oh, man, I thought that was going to just look really cool. Um, but no, you know, we go we go into it. And obviously, I think during the film, during The Force Awakens, you kind of figure out. And actually, you know, if we're, if we're being honest, probably in the weeks, and I, and I will say weeks leading up to Episode 7, we realize maybe this is Ray's story as opposed to Finn's, but I still wasn't, I still wasn't a hundred percent sure. Um, and I, I, you know, it's JJ Abrams, right? We didn't know what to expect and we know what he's like. You know, this is the dude that was, you know, saying to Star Trek fans, I know Star Trek guys, I know, I know, calm down, calm down. Um, he was telling Star Trek, he was saying to Star Trek fa- fans, like, um, what film was it? Into Darkness. He was yeah, like, no, um, Khan isn't in this film, right? He's not in this film, not in this film. And then, Lo and behold, oh yeah, he is. Yeah, he just yeah, we yeah. lied. Thumbs up, and it's like, yeah, it, I'm telling you, man, 2014, 2015, crazy times. 
They were crazy times for a Star Wars fan. What about you, mate? Let me throw it back at you. What was your initial um, introduction to Ray um, for you like? Mine was at my it was my nan and granddad's house, or my nan's house, sorry, back home. And I saw it online. It, do you know the old Tops trading cards you get, which, uh, again, in our Patreon packs, you may get one. It was one of those, and it was Ray on her speedo, and it just said underneath it, I think it just said, like, Ray on her speedo or something. And that was the first yes. time I'd ever seen it. It was, I think it was a blue uh, Tops trading card. It was mocked up like that. And that was the first time I'd met Ray just sitting on the speeder that we see at the beginning of The Force Awakens. Um, so that's the first time I'd seen her named and met the character at all. And then, yeah, come the, come the trailers, of course, she was all over those. And I agree, it was marketed as though that Finn was going to be the, the hero with Poe's going to be like the dashing pilot and like the Han Solo character. And Rey was going to be, you kind of be Princess Leia in the terms of like, you know, she's the spunky, strong-willed female. But then when the trailers went on, I started to think, well, maybe this is more of an actual double act. Maybe it is Rey and Finn and they're going to go on an adventure and they're going to be the heroes together, um, which wasn't entirely, entirely wrong. But um, yeah, I, the way they kind of then changed it up in the latter parts to find out that Rey is the hero and we got that massive part in the end of The Force Awakens in in the snow when she called to the sabre, when it kind of really, that was when it was like, right, this, she's the hero now. This is this is the one we're going to be following. So, um, but yeah, for me, that it was moment, in a, a, a Tops trading card. Oh, mate, well, let's talk about The Force Awakens. That's the first time that we all met the character like full on. We saw her in trailers, but we, we saw her interact with people like Tito and other people and um, act. Because obviously everyone was thinking, well, how's Daisy really going to come across? She's only been doing music videos, um, low-budget horror films and that, and now she's in this. Who is she and how she's going to do? So let's talk The Force Awakens. Like, again, when, when we met her and her character there leading into The Last Jedi. Oh, mate, Rey in The Force Awakens um, was incredible. And I think that the thing I always got from Rey in in The Force Awakens was optimism, right? She's an optimist and she is a doer. Mm -hmm. She works hard. You know, she's a goodie. You know, like in in any sort of role-playing games, you know, you've got, you know, people's different... um, uh, what's the word uh, where they align their alignments right mm-hmm. and she she is just a goodie yeah it would be out of her character to do something super evil because that's not the way that she's been raised by her parents uh, you know we we assume yeah um but also you know she's had to ha- she's had a tough life and th- that's very much like the real world you know the, having having a tough life as a kid sometimes you can grow into being part of that crime world or, or mm-hmm. you know, being, being a, you know, sadly a, a, not the nicest of people. And, and that's not to say that they're always going to be like that, but then there are some people that grow up with a hard life and they, they swear, you know, then they're, they're not going to be like that. They're going to be better than that. And my, my dad was always like that. You know, my dad, you know, when he was a young boy went through some, some like bad troubles and he grew up to be the, the most kind, loving man. He taught my brother and I, you know, not to be um, violent to people and so on and so forth. He was he was a fantastic man, despite his upbringing. And I, I always saw that kind of like in Ray, you know. I was like, man, like yeah, this 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 girl is she's strong willed, but she she's just a goodie. She just needs direction, and she needs to see her potential. And to be honest, I love. I I mean, dude, you know how much I love the Force Awakens, yeah. 
right? I mean, The Force Awakens, it's a great film. And I even think to this day, mate, you know, I was, I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, Force Awakens is good. If I'm to just <laughs> chuck on a Star Wars film, because I was thinking about it, I didn't have time in the end. So so I settled with some, I, I don't even think I watched TV in the end, but I was contemplating like, should I stick on a cheeky Star Wars film? Should I? Ooh, Why wouldn't you? Should I? And I, I was, I was going to put on uh, Force Awakens. I'm telling you, mate, it's such a bop, that film. It's such a bop. Um, but I, I loved Ray and the Force Awakens. I loved her. I understand the frustrations of some people in that film, though. I understand that, okay, so this girl, yeah, she is quite powerful, especially that she's 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 never used a lightsaber before, right? Um, and she can just learn a Jedi mind trick. To to this day, I know there are certain canon explanations for that. If unless I'm mistaken, mate, when they their minds were breached, she kind of picked apparently picked up some kind of like uh, how he was doing it to her. So like mm. the yeah, like you say, like downloaded a bit of info, but um, yes. which is a it's, you know it's a sketchy way of explaining that, but. You know. Well, maybe, maybe with and and you know we do have to talk, guys, with episode nine in mind, mm. right? We do because we, we, like you said, Matty Boy, we know the whole saga now. We know that they're they're a they're a dyad, right? So maybe that was the awakening. The Force awakening was this dyad in the Force between Ben and Ray, and without that, you know, they both had the Force, but they reached their true potential, their true strength. Once the dyad was awoken, right, and Ray could now use or 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 echo these abilities even more, you know, and I buy into that. However, I get why a lot of people wouldn't. I just I, just, I get it, especially from the fact we, we, you know, the prequel generation, right? We were brought up with no, you go, you train for years as a Jedi, and you do this and that, and then you might become a Jedi Knight, and then. We won't grant grant you the rank of master, right? <laughs> <laughs> Take a seat. Take a seat, young Blywalker. <laughs> um, it, but you, I get that. But then again, you know that sh- that perfectly shows us why the Jedi were wrong. You know, the Jedi weren't doing best practice, right? They weren't they weren't at their best. So yeah, they did have to teach their their pupils like that because they weren't quite doing it right. Whereas with Ray, and this leads off beautifully from last week, mate. Mm-hmm. I th- I feel like the Force chose her, mm-hmm. right? The Force chose her thanks to Luke, thanks to Anakin. And actually, by episode nine, thanks to Ben Solo as well, um, Ray was able to fully help bring balance to the Force. And I like that, man. I like that. You know, not mm. everyone needs to be, you know, listen, mate, I wish I was the fastest man alive. I'm not. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can't even out a running race, right? And I, I feel like that's forgotten. And I feel like that can definitely be a thing in storytelling, right? Some people are just strong with the force, mate. Big deal. There we go. What about you, mate? Sorry, I'm, I was ranting there. Mate, we all like a good Bly rant, but just you mentioned the, 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 the prequel generation. We also mentioned last week that had, when Qui-Gon said about Anakin to Shmi, his own, you know, Anakin's mother, if, you know, if we'd known, if we'd found this kid earlier, we'd have taken him away, taken him off your hands much sooner. Which mm. kind of makes me think that had they not found, had they not had to get those parts for the for the ship, uh, then 
they would never potentially never have found him. So there would have been a force, a highly thought sensitive child, just you know uh, bowling it around Tatooine, just like there was on Jakku. A highly force sensitive person, a teenager, your young adult, you know, just moping around Jakku because she wasn't aware of the force was inside her. So it would have been the same for Anakin if he hadn't been found. But I like the idea as well that the force can choose people. That you, you know, it's not just those who have been trained in the force. You know, it's, and as Yoda said, it's it's a part of everyone, and it's just how it's just for those who can tap into it, um, have can, can gain access to its power. But I think I love during the Force Awakens. I, can, I again, I I see the point about why people may have take issue, but at the same time, I'm in the other camp where I disagree because this is part one of a three part story. So they would there was always going to explain why they why she was so powerful. So just because obviously she was powerful in seven, you know, eight and nine were then going to come and explain why. And they did and they didn't. But just mm, when we had the Force mm, Awakens, right. I didn't think it was right for people to say, well, she's too overpowered. She's a Mary Sue because, well, she can, you know, hold a lightsaber and stuff. You now she's been trained in melee weapons since she was a kid. I mean, she's, she's fought, he's fought, fought with that staff and she wasn't exactly beating Kylo on Starkiller. He was, he was beating her back until she tapped into the dark side. Um, he was injured, man. He, he, he was just dying. got shot by the bowcaster. Yes, he was dying. I, I, I remember beforehand know, on sorry on Starkiller Base, he uh, on Takadana. Sorry, she, you know she, he force froze her and then captured her anyway. So she didn't really have the best of times in in that film. So yeah, I think true, people man. seem to forget that it wasn't just she ran amok uh, and started taking people down. And when she was given the chance to take Luke Skywalker, uh, Luke's saber, she obviously freaked out and ran off. So which then led to her being captured. So there's a lot of flaws in that story. But I love the introduction to her when she's sliding down the sand dune um, oh. with race theme playing for the first time. And it's just like, this is, this is, this is Star Wars. Now this is pod racing. This just is, uh, this is R- Ray, 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 pod Ray sing. Mighty execution there, you naughty boy. There it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was seeing that, and the way and just to see the way she like gleefully was wearing her her helmet on Tatooine and her rations, the the I think it's the yellow Tearfon Aces helmet for the canon geeks out there. Um, but yeah, just the way we met this sort of young, in a sort of naive girl, naive to what was going around in the galaxy at the time, just well, I say enjoying life, but you know she knew what she had and she just made the most of it. Being pulled into this greater story, yes, we've seen it before in A New Hope, but. Like you said, the characters are different. The way they portrayed are different. And I think Ray went through more in this film. Yes, Luke's auntie and uncle got charred. But, you know, Ray, she's waiting for her parents the whole time. Um, she gets dragged into this war, which she never wanted to do. She has this responsibility put on her shoulders. She gets captured by Blylo Ren, which isn't a bad thing. She has to fight him and only wins by chance of the dark side. So, whereas obviously in The New Hope, we have a farm boy who on his first ever x-wing run blows up a death star uh that's another story for another day but i think i really like her in the force awakens i think she's well done i think daisy ridley is very good i think she surprised a lot of people at how good daisy ridley was in the force awakens and yes because yeah, it was part I, one of I a story agree. obviously it leads into part two the last jedi but in terms of the force awakens i came out thinking she was the best character in the film really yeah. oh bro i don't I really know like her. Uh, i loved everybody I... Yeah, Force Awakens is a hard one. Uh, mm. My favorite thing about Force Awakens is everybody in it. Like, it, yeah. it's like 
it's like everyone who's in the role is born for that role. Mm-hmm. And I always, I, I've always said this. It's like they went back into the 70s and got their cast from the 70s, right? Yeah. It felt like they chose people that are maybe unconventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean that in the in the in the most sincere way, no, no, sincere way, right? You know the, and, and I think that is a good thing. I think that is a very good thing. Yeah, I I just thought every everything just worked. Everything just really worked well. The chemistry was all there, and absolutely, like I said, Daisy Ridley and Ray was was a huge part of that. Huge part of it. Um, but mate, you mentioned about the, the the transition to the Last Jedi, and and this is the thing. You know, it wasn't necessarily the Force Awakens' job to answer all of this. You yeah, know, yeah. to say who Ray was. You know, it, it wasn't necessarily its job. That was the job for the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. And we look like, like we've already said, a lot of our regular listeners already know our opinions on on those films. Um, and I love bits of all those films. I think the Last Jedi is certainly a stronger film than the Rise of Skywalker. But you know, did it answer enough about Ray? You know, that is a really interesting question, you know, because we did go into The Last Jedi expecting some things and maybe it is our mistake, mm-hmm. right? I, it's it's a very hard question and it's something, it's a thought process that for me is changing over time. Um but it's definitely with the rise of Skywalker. Now that's come in and answered our questions, you know, or, or was meant to answer our questions. <laughs> it's... um. Yeah. It's it's brought this topic back into focus. It and and it's it's yeah, it's it's a complicated one. It is a complicated one. Do you think, mate, the last Jedi brought any more controversy to this character? Um I think it brought controversy because on because there was a lot of people who wanted Ray to be somebody. And when Kylo said, you know, your your parents are filthy drunk traders, they're dead in a pauper's grave, blah, blah, sold you for drinking money. And we found out that actually this girl from nowhere was just a girl from nowhere. That Lots of people seem to have issues with that. And I, I remember vividly when after the film came out, a lot of people were saying, well, I, I, I think episode nine will, will change that somehow. And especially when JJ was brought back on in Chavarro's place, that was the one thing people were saying that, you know, he's definitely going to wreck on this, definitely going to throw that out. But, you know, I I think The Last Jedi did a good job of fleshing out the character because in the first film we see, like, like we said, we saw, I mentioned what how, how she was in that film and at the end she calls for the saber and it's like, right, she gets the saber, goosebump moment, and she's like, she's got the weight of the galaxy in her shoulder. In The Last Jedi, she's a bit more tempestuous. She's fighting back against Luke who's fighting against her. She's It's in it's she's strong-willed like Luke is. But again, she makes many mistakes. She leaves Luke to go and get Kylo because she thinks uh, Kylo's is going to turn to the light side and they're going to take Snoke down. Gets captured by Snoke, gives away Luke's location, and it goes from there. But then, but then we find out about her parents. For me, it worked. For me, the fact that they were just quote unquote nobodies worked very well because it meant that everybody said anybody can be a somebody, which is how it is in the real world. Do you know what I mean? Cristiano Ronaldo's son may not be the greatest footballer of all time, just because his dad is, you know, opinions, opinions. But, um, oh. but, but then again, Olivia <laughs> may be the greatest footballer in the world, even though I'm not. 
So it did I mean genetically I don't think it matters that you have to be a somebody's, but I mean the last Jedi itself was a controversial film, but the character yeah. I think she was handled well in this film from where she went, how she kind of went up and down on the tra- trajectory of like luck and good and bad ideas to how she ended up still almost broken. Cause the last thing she says is how do we build a resistance out of this layer? And it's Leia who's like, you know, we've got everything we need. Even at the end, she's still kind of like, we've done all this, but it's, it's, I mean, she's not perfect. She's not sitting there thinking, right, I'm going to go and chat up that hunk Poe. And now we're going to go and take on the first order. Now, there's still those seeds of doubt. So I think she was handled well. Nah, I, 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 for the most part, agree. And I love, I love the, oh. So near oh, Coca-Cola tonight, boys. Oh, mate, I'm not even drinking a beer at the moment. No, I, no. I am recovering from feeling pretty ill this weekend. And it, it's it's nothing crazy serious, guys. I've just had a crazy bad headache and, 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 and other stuff. But I won't bore you with it. But I'm on the old paracetamol on water. So <laughs> rock and roll, Ooh, mate. Tonight, yeah. Sessions is killing it on what has got to be our hottest recording night of the year. We are being very tame. I think it's probably our hottest recording ever. Yeah, mate. It, what is it, like 50,000 degrees oh, outside it's, or something? It's stupid. Right? Last, well, before we came on, sorry, guys, before we came on, I checked and in Brentwood it was 30 degrees and that was at quarter to eight, oh, which is what? Days, 30, 60, 90, about, yeah, it was 90 degrees. Oh, it's so hot. So <laughs> hot. Um, but where, where, where was I? So Last Listen, Jedi. I, so I think I th- I really enjoy Rey in The Last Jedi. Um, I like her character. I like that Luke has to school her in a lot of things and clearly shows her a lot of lessons. Basically what you've just said. There is one moment that although I like it, I think in the perspective and with the vision of nine films, there is now a scene that is slightly tainted for me. Ooh. Let me tell you what it is. Go on, go on. Right? It is the clone ray scene where oh, she goes cave. up to the mirror. And I, I say clone, you know, it's well, it's well. <laughs> it, it can be an, it can be it can be interpreted in in many, many ways. Infinite right? rays. Infinite rays. And I, I really like it. I think it's an excellent scene. Mm-hmm. Um, as my brother always kindly points out, it's very Japanese. Yeah, very you know, and I think yeah. The Last Jedi takes a lot of its themes from from Japanese films and, and uh, culture. Just like George Lucas did. Yeah, ex- precisely. Precisely. And I, I think that is, I, I think that's a really cool thing. It's just that scene now it kind of makes sense because, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, Ray raised herself, right? So she is effectively her parents. But does episode does that really concur with episode nine? Does it really, you know, uh. instead, even if we even if we got Ray right in the back and it just like flashed, like just before it flashed or went dark, went to the next scene, you just saw like a glimpse of a hooded palpatine Mm -hmm. right or something like that i think if something like that was established back then which once again goes back to the planning of the sequel trilogy if we got a hint like that the fact that palpatine was returning in episode nine would have been way would have been way more expected expected obviously but i think they could have come up with a better ending Mm -hmm. like to Mm -hmm. episode nine i i don't know man 
I don't know, because it now I look at that and I go, I don't know if Ryan, Ryan Johnson, I see what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I think you can look at it in many ways. But actually, was it a cop-out? Was it a little bit of a cop-out? Because if it was, right, mm-hmm. really, really ray from nowhere, why can't we've just had two random, random people? And listen, I get Ray raised herself, so it's therefore she's kind of her parent and stuff. But I don't know, mate. It's an interesting one, mate. It is an interesting one. I guess they're probably thinking if you just had two random people, people would just be thinking, who the hell are these guys? But um, at the same time, though. Old old Margaret and Roger. That's that's it. Old old John and Deirdre over there. Um, John Ray. (laughs) Again, you can look at it in so many ways because apparently JJ said to Ray, to Ray, to to Daisy Diddley, to, to Daisy before or during episode seven that, he knew her backstory. He knew who her parents were, blah, blah. And um, it brought her to tears because she thought it so poignant and beautiful. And that doesn't smack me of what happens in The Rise of Skywalker. So I, I do think that regardless of what Simon Pegg says in retrospect, I do think that JJ himself probably thought, I reckon JJ had her down as a nobody as well, and that she was waiting for her parents because, she, well, for some misguided reason why, when really that something had happened to them maybe, or they weren't who the world thought they were, um, which I think Ryan potentially picked up on and ran with. And then JJ then turned around and thought, you know what, actually, I'm going to do this because we know Pax wasn't planned. And The Last Jedi is such a good film. Now with The Rise of Skywalker connecting to it, they seem, and again, I'm not going to get into this. We've we've been there before, but they seem like completely different films from a different uh, tr- uh, trilogy or series of films now, other than different happen- vision. Well, yeah, they happen to have the same characters in because the last Jedi told us that uh, Kylo believed he said, you know, he said they were filthy junk traders. Her parents were, and they're dead in on Jakku because they sold it for drinking money. We actually found out that her dad was a failed clone of Palpatine, therefore was his son. And uh, the trajectory to get from A to B is astounding. To get from, you know, filthy junk traders to actually. It's the Emperor Palpatine's cl- failed clone son is a massive kind of like, well, hold on, how do we get from here to here? It just doesn't, it doesn't jive. And I think it takes away a lot of the story from Ray as well, uh, which I'm, I'm sure we'll mention in a minute. But um, but no, I, so I see your point now on that. So I do like that scene as well. But had it been planned out or had Ryan taken it a different way, could, could it have set something else up or definitively answered this as well? Because it doesn't necessarily even scream to me that, um, there, you know, Ray doesn't know her parents just because she came up. It, I think it's it purposely ambiguous, but in the sense of like a uh, trilogy of Star Wars films, everybody wants answers or wants some kind of some kind of strand to connect to. And whilst we, Kylo, definitively kind of said that your parents are nobody, they, nobody really believed it because again, we see that things like the cave scene and stuff like that. But um, I think she was very good in The Last Jedi. And I think Daisy Ridley gets better and better with each film. And I think she's actually grown into the role, into like the comedy as well, like the Star Wars comedy. And I read The Last Jedi. I know what you, certainly what you think about the comedy there. But I think she was better in uh, dropping some of the fun in that film. And I think she's even better in The yeah, Last Yeah, I'd agree. But no, I think I, she's well handled too. I'd agree. For me, the humour in The Last Jedi, I, I, I think it's seldom to do with ray i think it's i think finn gets done over in that film a lot and it, and rose and i don't I, I don't know but that again that's a conversation for 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 a different episode maybe mm-hmm. um but i i don't know man i i i really i really enjoy 
I really enjoy Ray's story and journey. And listen, I get it. I get all of it. And I get it even up until the rise of Skywalker. And I do think the the dyad thing, right, in episode nine is an is a excellent idea. It's interesting. And it's so interesting. And I think it's it basically gives a name to Ryan's idea that was established in episode eight. Right. And it expands on it in a, in a, in a, a fantastic way, in a great way. Mm-hmm. Right. So once again, this dyad, right, is it has to be it has to be the force doing it, choosing them once again, choosing the Skywalker lineage, this lineage that was fabricated by the force itself it needed one other person to do it Mm -hmm. at that time there was only one other person capable of being one half of the other skywalker dyad and it was ray who just so happened to be a palpatine right the dyad effectively married them in the force right for lack of a better word married them in the force that is another reason why i feel it's acceptable that she's a skywalker Right, that she has that bond, she, you know. I think, and that, and that that bond, the whole reason Ben Solo exists is because he has Skywalker blood. Yep. Right, Han Solo would have existed anyway. He would have existed anyway. Right, Carrie, um, Carrie, hmm. blimey, Leia. Um, <laughs> Leia, Leia, Luke. Yeah, I'm going on a tantrum here, but you know what I mean, right? You, you see where I'm coming yeah, from, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that. That part of the story and that part of Ray's story is fascinating and it's excellent. And it's it's actually told quite well considering these films are so disjointed in other places. The thing that does get me is the lack of planning. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is it because people in the force awakens right that their complaints about ray oh too powerful right mate she's a palpatine yeah yeah right okay and she was chosen she's half of a dyad right the first seen in many 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 generations right so special she is effectively now one half of the skywalker bloodline right Uh, you can you can just go on and on and on about it. And it addresses it. It addresses it. But guess what, mate? Guess what? Well, mate. It all comes down to the magic E word. And no, no, it's not Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> what I was could like, it be? I was like, I was like, what? What could it be? What could it? Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. It's Execution. <laughs> I'll have a little drink of my... Uh, slightly room temperature water i know i have my flat coke which is sat it's only been out for an hour and it's already going flat rock and roll (laughs) rock and roll ladies and gentlemen but there we go i i really think this is down to the bad planning mate because if it was planned properly from the start Mm -hmm. we would have had a a slightly different explanation in the last jedi and i do think the last jedi took the franchise in some fantastic directions mm-hmm. but in in some other directions i i don't think it quite did well enough um same with the rise of skywalker well that's it and obviously one of the big you've just mentioned like the dyad the ray and ben we haven't mentioned them in the last half an hour or so because it all the, the rise of skywalker was a place to mention it as a whole because that's when the whole Ray and Ben and Raylo comes to a head. So obviously in The Force Awakens, there is a kind of tension between them, but they are very much, you know, villain and hero against each other. 
The Last Jedi, we get the Force Skype, and we see that whilst they're at odds, they're also coming together with this mutual respect or for each other and their plights and where they've been in in their life and their the thoughts that they are kind of fighting with themselves and everybody else to find who they are. That all comes to a head in the, in the Rise of Skywalker to a point because whereas Ryan handled it quite sensitively and quite nicely, obviously the old uh, finger touch, JJ just thought, now nah, let's have a fight and give Daisy Ridley shark teeth. But um, I think in the Rise of Skywalker with the dyad was the best one of the better ways that they could have answered a lot of questions about Rey and her quote-unquote Mary Sue powers and all that kind of rubbish. But also the connection actually clearly has with Kylo Ren because Snoke bridged their minds, but there's more to it than that. Obviously, we found that out that there's more to it than that. But though in the Rise of Skywalker, they went back to fighting again until the very end. But um, in the Rise of Skywalker, again, she starts off, uh, she's trying, still trying to tap into the Force. And in all of the canon stories she's been in, so the comic, Age of Resistance, Resistance Reborn, The Spark of the Resistance, um, Before the Awake, uh, not that one actually, but the other one, she's struggling with the Force. She can't seem to have the Force connect. She can't connect very well with it. She's slightly frightened of the powers, but she cannot connect throughout canon in those stories. Before the Awakening, we just see her as a very, you know, happy, naive girl. She helps someone repair a ship, and then that person <laughs> steals it and flies from Jakku. Um so she's always been a nice person, but there's always been doubt in the back of her mind. Whereas in The Rise of Skywalker, she seems at some points like she she feels a lot more whole, a lot more complete. Like she's had a bit more time with the Force and with her new family. And she feels a bit more confident within herself. Um, Balance. Until Kylo then basically says, you know, all that power is his power. You're a Palpatine. Which is something I actually really thought was quite interesting before the film. I just didn't like the way it was handled in the film, but that was more the way they handled actually having Palpatine in the film. So from Ray and Kylo's sense, yeah, I agree. I think Ray and Kylo are fine in the Rise of Skywalker. I specifically think, specifically think Daisy Ridley is mega in this film. I really think she is very good at portraying a different emotions, but um, I like Ray in this film. Like when she's an agent, Klaus staring out over her, 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 you know, leaving her new home um, to how she acts with the, the gang, to the realisation of who she is and her powers and what she has to do to save the galaxy and when she leads her friends into the fire of Exegol. It's, I think she she has a little arc in this film and at the end when she's on Tatooine, and I know a lot of people have got questions as to why you know why go to the last homestead other than to give the fans something, but I think she was fine. Again, we've, we've spoken about the Rise of Skywalker, but the character of Rey, for, for the most part, I think was handled well. I just I just feel it's a big shame that they did deviate from what Carlo said in eight about her parents and decided actually, do you know what? Your dad's a clone, a failed clone, in fact, of Palpatine. I that still doesn't jive with me, but I think she's I think she Bro, I I listen, the the failed clone thing, like I don't even take that in uh, and uh, again, don't don't hate me for this. I don't even take that as canon mm-hmm. because it's like in, in the film, it's clear it's like clearly looks as if though as if it's it's just his son. I don't care about failed clone and all that rubbish, right? Give it a few years, that's going to be changed. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. And that's why, just take it with a grain of salt, man. Like, I, I really don't think, I, I just think, oh, failed, failed clone. So therefore, it's like, no, come on, get off it. That's not, that is just a load of rubbish. They're filling in the blanks because they panicked because they needed to get a flipping book out. That's it. Well, the, He's well, not the, the author was tasked He's with a... trying to fill in the, the blanks because, again, even Poe says, somehow Palpatine returned. Lucasfilm or whoever signed that off, wow. 
but they knew that the fans were going to ask. So they gave it to oh, poor old Ray Carson. They're like, right, somehow paper team returned. Uh, do you mind just letting people know? And also, can you just explain about the whole parents thing? Because, you know, we haven't got time to do that in a $250 million movie. Yeah, exactly. And it may, I think that, you know, I, I really, really enjoy the, the I, I like seeing her go to the Skywalker homestead. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is imagine if, you know, put yourself in, in Ray's position, you've got mm-hmm. your two, you've got your, um, parental figures. Yeah. And they've passed away and you both have their watches, right. You know, and you don't feel comfortable wearing them anymore because you've got your own watch. You've earned your own watch, right. Mm-hmm. You go, you're going to go to their gravestone and you're going to lay their watches there, you know, and it's a gravestone in the middle of nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. That's why she went there. She was returning what was theirs for, and, and effectively closing out the Skywalker saga. Right. That, and I, I like that. I liked it. I, I, I had no problem with that. No problem at all. And mm-hmm. I, I, what do you think about the final Ray Skywalker moment? Because I know, you know, we, I know you're not crazy fond on it, but we've had months and months to digest it. You know, how are your mm-hmm. feelings right now, man? I mean, in a nutshell, I'm still not a fan of it. I, I mean, like Lando said, well, I don't agree with it, but I accept it. And whatever he says in Solo, I think and it's fine. You know, it's not offensive or shattering or something I've lost sleep or anything like that over. But I'm still on the on the bandwagon that she could not, that, you know, just just sitting there, just standing and saying, I'm Ray. Ray who? I'm Ray. You know, that just, just, or just, just don't, don't even say Ray who, because who asks that? You know, who are you? I'm Ray. Hit the music, you know. That's, that's all you need to know. I'm Ray. That would have done it for me. Ray Skywalker is a nice touch. I think it's nice, but it does feel like they are. It felt a bit like they were shoehorning it in. But but she had that friendship and that bond and that relationship with Luke with Leia. So I, I it was earned. It wasn't like she just decided. Look, you know, these guys haven't given them a blessing. I'm going to steal their name. It was earned from obviously time spent with Leia, um, the respect and admiration from Luke from uh, working training alongside him and being mentored by him so it was an earned name but in my head i think it would have been more romantic just to have her say i'm i'm ray she started off as ray and she ended off as ray and before anyone says well there's no development there just watch the films for the development she doesn't need to be a somebody with a with a particular name she is ray and that's what i think is the best part of the character that she is as a strong-willed and independent character and i liked that fact that she was just from nowhere because mm, it does inspire mm. people like, like me or the young ones who can be like do you know what i can go on and do something as well but at the but same you, time there are other people who say so go on mate sorry dude sorry man like because I, I i don't know if this was the point you were going to make but the the one thing i would say about that is that luke skywalker you know and anakin as a kid and obi-wan as a kid and qui-gon as a kid for me i didn't look at those and be like oh because they're that right because they're a skywalker oh that's mm. unattainable right i mm. need a character who's no one do you know come on mm. like <laughs> you don't you don't necessarily need someone who's just from nowhere to look for inspiration you know no, that- but i think a lot, a lot of what a lot of people find is that it seems like the only people who can do like real good 
are related to this just a, it's just one line of people so just the skywalker family but then, then this is this is and and this is the thing right and it, it, that is what george lucas said this story was he said it was a family soap opera and that was mm. its design from day one is that this is this is the story effectively of of the skywalkers and you eventually see it, it become house skywalker versus house palpatine in, yeah, pretty in, much, isn't it? Right, right. And I like that. And I think that is the approach that Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams took. And I do respect that. I do. I see what they were going for. I don't think it was, you know, you know dab on them haze executed well. Um, but uh, I get it. Palpatine v Palpatine in the final duel was another thing, wasn't it? Because she wasn't a Sky. So the Skywalker saga ended with Palpatine versus a Palpatine. Well, only, but, but only if you look at it through bloodlines. Only if you look at it through bloodlines, which, and that's the whole point of the story. That's like taking the context of what the trilogy is about away and just saying, mm-hmm. well, if you look just in this moment, it's Palpatine versus Palpatine. Whereas, you know, she's known that for like, what, two hours or something? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, she's really, in heart, she's a Skywalker. You know, she's she's been taught by these guys. She's like one half of a dyad with, with Ben Solo. She, you know, so on and so forth forth i i totally get the skywalker bit but i do get it's messy mate and i'm sure that the thing is and once again i'm going back to this if this was planned out well enough you could have written a better story around this you could still have these points right you could still have that she's a palpatine you could still have everything else you know seamlessly fit in and have just a more orchestrated trilogy and um sadly that's that's not not what we get and the crazy thing is mate the crazy thing is i feel like ray is is affected by that particularly in the third film but you know what is mental the character who i who i feel like kind of just carries on and it's like the whole trilogy was almost written for him is kylo ren and ben solo mm-hmm. right yeah. he just he just gets um in my opinion he's more interesting he gets a better he gets a better ending he gets a and and, that, and it's a heartbreaking ending but that is that is his ending right he he's just more interesting and i think it's he's more consistent too and i feel like were the writers being too careful with ray were was she not allowed to do certain things because she was the you know lead jedi who was a female right I, i and i do think that's maybe an interesting point of conversation I don't know. It, it's just a thought. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I really like Ray. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think Ben Solo definitely got the better development, and I think I think the Rise of Skywalker did the character of Ray's no no help whatsoever in terms of her development. Because I think it actually pushed her back. Not how, regardless of how I think the character was in the film in terms of development, I think she got pushed back, and Ben Solo got catapulted forward. Um, but for me, Ray is a while she's my favourite character from the sequel trilogy, or certainly one of the top two, um, I do think that she was underdeveloped because probably for the reason you said and that lack of direction, that lack of cohesive vision, uh, it just, you know, I can't imagine that when they were doing the uh, Force Awakens, when they were scripting that, they knew that the last scene was going to be her saying, 
I'm Ray Skywalker and this is what Angela's going to be perhaps and but before that, she was going to be no. Do you know what I mean? I can't imagine that. And I think the, I think you're right. I think the character suffered, so mm. which is a shame because there was an awful lot of potential. And that's one of the, the kind of the last thing I wanted to mention was we know that she's a good person. We you know we know she builds bonds with the right people. Mm. Um, but where's and I know we've mentioned this before, but where do we think her story is going to go? The post rise of Skywalker, then to kind of finish that part up. Then will we see here or much of the character? You know, because have they written themselves in the corner? What can they do with the person who? destroyed the Sith basically they can't just have a go at like a punk surely that's yeah I mean it's a good point man um well I think I think there's definitely room for story there's no two ways about that but it's in what format would it be in a film I I don't know um maybe if it was set in the distant future you know you could Mm -hmm. have Ray being played by an older woman you know uh, that would be pretty cool, I think. Actually, especially seeing that dark, that um, yellow yellow lightsaber, man. I, mm. and, and like you said, Ray is just a likable character. She doesn't really moan. She doesn't really. She can be a bit headstrong and stuff, but we all can, right? I I, I do find she is just likable, right? She she just has a lot of those 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 checks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think that's. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely room for someone like that to lead the next generation of Jedi. Um, but I could see, right? I could see her being referred to in, you know, you know me, mate. I'm all for uh, future Star Wars being set way beyond the sequel trilogy, yeah, yeah. right? I could see them talking about Ray, or maybe those films dealing with the uh, legacy of the Skywalker family, including Ray, you know, the last Skywalker who built this new Jedi order up from, from, you know, from scratch effectively, but with help from the force ghosts or something like that. that I think that that is an interesting line of thought, but you know, that's the only, that's the only thing I think could, we could, we could realistically see Ray in, in the future. Because I don't, I you know what? Don't think Daisy Ridley's going to come back. Um, I don't think she's going to come back anytime soon. I think she'll come back one day, like years to come. I'm talking about years, right. but I don't think she's coming back anytime soon. She's got an awful lot of very creative stuff on her plate at the minute. And look, she's young, an up and coming young actress. She wants to cut her teeth and obviously make. I'm sure she's financially sorted for life now from being in Star Wars. But she wants to make the films and the art that she wants to make, and maybe in in time. You know, the, the, a project will come up in the universe and she'll think, you know what, I want to come back to that. So um, I think that, I think it depends which direction they want to go. If they want to focus more on the Jedi, then they have to use the character somehow, like the, the reformation of the Jedi Order. Or if they want to focus on other areas, then you can mention her in passing, I think. But and like you say, if they go hundreds of years in the future, then then they can reference her as much as they want and still leave all of that time to fill in with her own stories. If Daisy wants to come back in 20 years, what they've got to do is like set it 200 years in the future. And of course she's not going to be around anymore. But just don't, just don't say how she went out and then you've still got ample story time. But you know, I can, I can see there being a story about her and, you know, in to, with a new generation of force users of Skywalkers or Jedi. But again, it depends how, depends how deep they want to go into that, mate. And as of course at the minute, Lucasfilm haven't said anything, and I I think it'll be a while. I think you said it before. It'll be a while before we see any more or hear any more from the mm. sequel trilogy characters. I know we've got the Poe Dameron free fall novel coming out, but that's a prequel. I mean, post Tross. But if you ask me, 
I want to, I want to see and hear more of this character because I think she's a I think she's a boss. Yeah, I I want I want to see I want to see where her story goes because it kind of does feel a little bit like it's just started, right? Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's the only thing is that did the secret like the sequel trilogy for me, and this is the crazy thing, man, is that it feels a bit more like Ben Solo and Kylo's story. And once mm-hmm. I start to think that, right, I start to think, man, he should have got more screen time. And yeah, and I had that theory going into episode nine. I don't know if you remember. I was like, yeah. So this whole time, the main the main character has always been Ben Solo, right? And mm-hmm. we're going to find that. And, and it, you know, it kind of happened, but kind of didn't in the end. Especially with the last line. You know, you look at Ray's last line, Ray who Ray Skywalker and Ben Solo's last line, ouch, you know, or ow, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that is a smidge of a disservice to old uh, Ben Solo. Um, Solo. Yeah. But, but there we go, man. I, uh, yeah. It's, it's a hard one. And it's, uh, I, th- I think Ray's a great character and I mm-hmm. think that she is the embodiment of optimism and an intelligent, well put together person, you know, who's lived on the mean streets of Jakku. She's from the that's hood. It, in She's streetwise. That's it, man. That's it. And I think that's cool. Yep. So I think we're both in agreement that the character is awesome underdeveloped but it was doing, done a disservice by the writer but sure. Beta Ridley is an English rose so there's always that yeah Matt loves it. oh Matt's all over an English rose you love it didn't you Matty boy all over that my friend <laughs> hi I'm Ken Napsok author of Why We Love Star Wars and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast well, it's hotter than Jakku where we are now in Essex. So thankfully, we've stumbled across our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. Thank you for appearing in front of us, my friend. Shall we? Let's do it. Yes, those Rayleigh strong arms of yours. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, something like that. Get those Ray puns anyway. in. Get those <laughs> Ray puns in. We'll get them in. But you guys know what we do in the Bantina. If you don't, we sit with you guys who are the greatest listeners in the galaxy and shoot the galactic breeze with you all and hear your opinions on our main discussion. And um, we also po- polled you guys on Ray's story. Yes, we sure did. Ray's story. We asked for opinions on Twitter 50 50- Point six percent of you were fans of the story, with forty nine point four percent not being fans of the story, which is crazy. I, I thought it's so close. It is so close. On Instagram, it's a bit different. Sixty eight percent were fans, and thirty two percent were not. It's still quite a lot but there's a lot more positivity on on our instagram platform on ray's story matty boy if you had to vote in that poll where are you voting there's no middle ground is it was i a fan of her story i would put yes because for two out of the three films i was oh nice me too big boy me exact same answer dude exact same answer and just to just to point out right we like in the bantina we had so much feedback 
for this week's show. Like we had so much feedback. Can you imagine? Yeah. We got DMs, right? We got we got loads of comments. We got we got everything. We got comments up until a few hours ago. So sorry, I don't think we'll be able to include those just because they're not on our notes. Um but honestly, thank you for the response, guys. But we did the amount of people that that messaged in Matt and said, Do you know what? I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was yeah. like, Yep, yeah, kind of agree. And I, I hope our main discussion kind of translated that well enough. Yeah, it was. It's a divisive subject for some reason, uh, for, for reasons I'm not going to dive into. But you know, you mentioned you, you ask people about the story and the character of Ray, and you'll get a lot of people telling you how great she is, and a lot of people telling you how bad she is, and a lot of people sitting in the middle of it as well. Like, like but I, I'd, I'd lean more to look. I think she's great, and I think the story is well done. But there's always that massive but. So it's a divisive, uh, ended up being a divisive topic for better or worse reasons. And yeah, we did get an awful lot. So for those who aren't going to hear them themselves in the Bantina this week, it, our thanks will be sent to you for sending it in anyway. So yeah, yes. guys, thank you for all your comments, which we usually say at the end. But yeah, it's a shout saying it at the beginning. A forced thank you from a forceful pair. A Bliad in the Force. A, a Bliad in the Force, yes. So to lead us off with our spicy comments, it is none other than our boy, our lad, our geezer, the other side of the bridge near Bristol. I forgot the name of. The one that goes to Wales. It's the King of Wales. It's Luke Summerfield. From the moment we meet Ray, we know she's a cunning warrior, keen pilot, brave and all-out survivor. As the Force awakens within her from the legacy Skywalker Saber and the interrogation of Kylo Ren, we head on an awesome journey of her self-discovery, with the child of our heroes, Han and Leia, turning to the dark. Isn't it great to think that Rey descends from the dark Palpatine heritage and rises to the light? Did you know that Rey is a Spanish translation meaning king or ruler? Empress Palpatine. Also, I recommend listening to the similarities between Ray and Palpatine's theme. Despite being drawn to the darkness, Ray rises above it with the teachings of Luke and Leia, and believing in Ben despite everything. She now carries the Skywalker name so that the legend lives on. Now brandishing a yellow lightsaber, showing the balance between a consular and a guardian like the sentinel Jedis of old. A truly balanced Jedi. I hope now we get more tales of Rey Skywalker in the future. And may the Force be with you all. Mate, Luke, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that might be your best voice message into this show ever. I think it's excellent. I... Listen, I because I've said recently that I wouldn't be surprised. And listen, never take it. We don't know for definite what on earth happened behind the scenes of this sequel trilogy. They're keeping it very, very close-lipped. But, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some ideas that Ray was a Palpatine from the beginning. I wouldn't be surprised. I think one of the things that gives it away is the way she welds a lightsaber in The Force Awakens. Bear in mind, those things aren't accidents. They are choreographed fights. They are taught what to do movement by movement. And I think your voice message beautifully builds upon 
a really interesting cool idea mate and you could it's obvious to hear your passion behind this mate so um yeah sorry for going off on one matty boy but no i really appreciate that mate yeah i can't i can't argue most most of that um the use i love hearing i want to shout out to race theme again it's one of the best pieces of music john williams has done and no wonder daisy ridley loves it yes um uh, with the Palpatine saber, I still um, starts. I still think that's you know how you would fight over staff with the whole spear action. But you can't deny watching mm, Palpatine true. gurning in Revenge of the Sith with his lightsaber like that, and then seeing Ray <laughs> do it slightly more eloquently in The Force Awakens. There is a sim. Hey, there no, is a similarity there. Shot nut, dude. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I think there is a very strong argument for both and this is the thing with the prequels and the originals you can kind of say for definite Mm -hmm. because it was done by one person right Uh, with this one it's slightly different but uh, um, this one being a trilogy but you know mostly rise of skywalker but anyway sorry going off on one again no worries yeah nice one though lucky boy the spot on your voice i agree that was a that was a spicy voicemail so nice one the ray of wales um written ones welsh wookie speaking of welshman welsh wookie said Love her arc as a standalone, especially the impact it has on my 14-year-old daughter, which is something we didn't mention, but also how it was linked to and influenced by the arcs that I grew up loving so much and that influenced me. Dancing Valkyrie said, it was awful. She had no arc. She was bland. Johnny Olaf, patron, said, I love Ray's journey. She starts off desperate to find her family, then learns it's okay to be no one. If she doesn't learn this, then the revelation of the truth may have broken her, sent her to the dark side. But she chooses her destiny and who she is, so... Uh, nice little uh, switch up in tones there. On Welsh Wookiee's point, yes, the impact it would have had on young girls watching this trilogy cannot be underestimated. And I think that's one of the greatest impacts of her legacy is, you know, getting young girls, giving them someone to look up and aspire to. So nice one, Welsh Wookiee. Yes, 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 yes. Thanks for your comments, guys. And to lead us into the next comment, it is none other than Matilda Backland from Sweden, Alets. Hear it. Punch it, my boy. Hello, this is Matilda from Sweden. Why do I love Ray Skywalker? One, she's a capable and resourceful person because she's been forced to adapt to survive for years on Jakku. Two, she's a false prodigy and one half of a false diet, explaining why she picks up false powers so quickly. Three, the best part about Rey is the fact that she sets an example for little children by being a powerful female Jedi at the centre of her story. Maybe Rey's story could contribute in a small way to the idea that women are equally eligible as, for example, presidents as men. At least, the sequels are probably provoking us to question gender roles. There's Matilda bringing the heat in her message there. Three reasons why I liked all of them. Nice show. And again, the impact that the characters had on on females watching this cannot be underestimated and under, overstated, as I said as well. So, Matilda, fine words there, fiery words. So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks for sending that in, Matilda. Uh, we had Carl Joseph said, so much potential wasted. Jesse Hicks said, after The Last Jedi, I was actually hopeful about the idea of her coming into her own as a Force user and character in the next movie. But the Rise of Skywalker was so hacky and awful that the whole Ray Palpatine thing rang hollow. 
Fantastic actress and a cool concept, but in the end, the character is the series' greatest failure. Uh, Daisy Twitter 2 said, I actually loved Ray Skywalker and think the Rise of Skywalker was a masterpiece. And our buddy from Canada, Laura, said, I just cringe seeing the name. Sigh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, to, go, to, go from, to go from one to, to the other. Listen, right, so I wanted to... I did want to say this one thing, okay? Go on, big boy. Do you know what? Let me let me let me read these last comments out, okay? Then then I'll say this one thing, okay? Because some of these people, I've I feel like you know when you you know you went berry picking the other day. Oh, I had a good time, made some jam, mate. Oh, you naughty boy, did ya? Taste turned out right as well, surprisingly. Oh, good for you, man. Got to love a bit of jam. Got to make some jam. I feel like I'm, I'm like picking little opinions from like all of these people, like little bits of the opinions from everyone. So let's go get this last part of jam with these comments. So, so Sticky Pop says, it feels like her journey was just getting started by the end of the rise of Skywalker. I hope there's more to come. ST90019 said Luke grew up thinking he was an orphan. Anakin had no father at all. It certainly sends a powerful message to all the adopted children and those who have difficult relationship with their family. You choose your own family. I'm okay with it. Certainly more than I'd been with Skywalker as title or new Jedi class, like some some people assumed it would be. And mm. finally, you know this is going to be good. Darth Dildo Dylan from Down Under said, "I love Ray. Do I think they should have planned her story and the whole sequel trilogy out a lot more cohesively? Yes, but I enjoyed following her journey." I loved meeting Rey the Scavenger and seeing her navigate the world outside Jakku. I loved seeing Rey from nowhere trying to learn her place in the Skywalker story and galaxy at large. And I loved Rey Palpatine learning that she has the power to choose her destiny and identity, ultimately becoming a Skywalker. Her kind heart, fiery soul, and her passion to do what is right make her one of my fav characters. I... I'm all the Jedi. She becomes everything they were and everything they weren't, and then some. What a brilliantly written comment. I thought that when when old Darth commented that on an Insta. I was like, man, that's a great comment. I love it. Um, listen, right, so I the only thing is with like Matilda's message, right, is mm-hmm. I think, yeah, like you said, it's good for girls to see, you know, that they can they can do stuff other than just being like beauticians or something, right? Mm-hmm. It's good for them to do practical things and stuff. But the story has to be there, right? And there needs to be L's taken. There needs to be real growth. And that is the only thing with 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 episode nine and the sequel trilogies there you can tell that planning isn't there and does it does that kind of affect that message you know i i feel like it does because once again the the character i come away almost relating to not maybe relating to but ruined for the most is ben solo Right, which is crazy, right? You you know, but and I'm not the only one who feels that, man. There are like millions of people, maybe not millions, but thousands of people who feel the exact same way. But nevertheless, Ray is awesome, and love for her is clear. But also, the frustration 
with the writing of the character, not necessarily Daisy Ridley or not necessarily Ray, especially Ray and the Force Awakens, right? The frustration is the development thereafter. And I I do get it. I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, um, the symbol of Ray is wonderful. You know, I mean the strong female who's the lead. You know, she you know, we've had we've had we've had the geezers doing it for all time. There's someone else to have a chance. That is the positive message. But when you look deeper, yes, I mean, you need to have a... Like, yeah, like you say, more more development. As, as I've mentioned, she failed in some of the films, but nothing like any of the other characters did. So let's say in The Rise of Skywalker, she blows up the transport on uh, Persana and blows Chewie to bits. Suddenly then, we have a learning point. Chewie's right. dead, her best mate, and, and for us, a legacy character. And this is on her. You've got to bounce back from that now, but... JJ copped out and Chris Terrio and brought it back. Since day one, I think you, you've been a big advocate for that, haven't you, mate? And I, I like from the way you have put it across, I've always been like, yeah, you, you, it, you're right. You're right. That mm-hmm. should have been a big learning curve and that should have been just a heartbreak moment. And I no, that's how they're killing him off. And right. It's like an, an accident, yeah, type of thing from our hero. So you did need it, didn't I mean, some people say, oh, she needed to get her arm cut off. You don't need to have your arm. Everybody gets their limbs cut off. Give her something else, like <laughs> the Chewy thing. Or have her, have her destroy but the that, Falcon in The Last Jedi or something. But even, like you said, man, even like the even the limb thing, that doesn't happen, right? There's no, no it limb. doesn't, no. There's no Chewy dead. There's no, and, and that is the only thing is, it, you know, yeah. I don't know, man. No, there is that. I agree. With you There's on that. no major losses, right? And and that's not to say because I think the the film actually shows us that she's not the naturally the strongest Jedi ever, right? In yeah. in battles, I think it's quite well conveyed that Kylo is is the stronger, you know, because he should be. He's been trained since he was a top, right, to do this stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, I'm going off on one again. I'm going uh, off look on at the one throne of Last Jedi. All of the guards gang up on Kylo, and one only one goes over to Rey. Maybe they underestimated her for reasons, but mate, there is there is a lot to it, and I think that that comes down to the she had she had a, she had a lot of little L's, but it was then written that those L's were just because the story demanded it, overwritten, like you know what I mean, like getting captured or giving away Luke's location, but then it didn't actually play out to anything. But as to writing. But uh, yeah, I mean, as we've just seen, what a divisive set of comments. And we always like to get as many opinions as possible. We've had some say that it was wasted, that she was a series' greatest failures. They cringe. Others saying how much they love her, how much it's, uh, like I say, an inspiration. We've had uh, Luke, Scott, Luke, Luke Skywalker and him. Luke Summerfield banging the drum again as well. So a real uh, melting pot of thoughts and emotions there, which we, we always knew we were going to get. So guys, honestly, and for the, those who sent in their comments over the last few days that weren't mentioned... We appreciate. We obviously, of course, we read all of them. So thank you very much for that. But there was so many, uh, so many different opinions. Like you said, people go either way on this, and there is a lot of wiggle room because, unfortunately, the character of Ray was written with a lot of wiggle room in mind, and uh, that's a learning curve for Lucasfilm. They need to be a lot more definitive on their stories. But yeah, guys, thank you for that. Well said, Matty boy. Well said and well summarised, man. Completely agree. Completely agree, mate. Um, so we're moving on to Patreon questions. We've got one to start, one for to start off uh, August with, or second week of August. So uh, what have we got, big man? Mate, we've got a cheeky question from none other than Sean Hudson, who says, "All right, lads, if you were going to have Alex Jessup fight any Jedi, who would it be?" Jokes. Okay, so in the vein of your main discussion on Ray, 
I think she needs four or five years and a batch of canon novels to help grow their character out before making judgment. I agree with Blilo that the movie should hold the main stuff, but if you compare her to Kylo, she hasn't been developed as much. So the actual question, what's your fav Ray moment to date? I like the way she says, yeah, when Finn, when Finn has asked her if she is okay when the First Order attacks them on Jakku, like she was shocked someone cared. English Rose, keep it spicy. Matty boy, what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, English Rose, indeed. Yeah, that was a fun moment. It's also because Finn was unconscious and she was standing above him like... Of course I'm okay. I'm the one offering you up, mate. Um, my favourite one, I've already mentioned it, it's when we meet her in The Force Awakens for the first time. Uh, we see her scavenge, but when she slides down that massive hill from the Star Destroyer with the music playing in the background, and that's how we meet our what is to become our protagonist, our hero. It's just a very innocent, very quiet moment uh, when we know that, obviously before that, you have Kylo slaughtering Law Santeca. Then we've got a quiet moment in the galaxy far, far away for once. When we know it's going to become something bigger. So it's kind of like her Luke moment looking at the binary sunset. Obviously, he's played out differently. But for me, it's simply when we meet her and she slides down that um, sand dune. She goes to get her bread and sits there with a helmet on, chomping away. Oh, mate. I love it. That's a great answer, especially as Force Awakens, man. Force yeah. Awakens. I like the bit where she, um, she gets the plate of the um, gooey water, rubs it, and yeah. bread. Hovis the next day. Uh, no, I <laughs> need it for six I, hours. Do you know what? One of, one of the things that I just really loved um, was, again, Force Awakens. Um, she says, I've never seen this much green in the galaxy. Good shout. Right? On Takadana. It's a really lovely moment. And it just, I like it. And you like her for it. You're like, oh, bless. You know, like that's, it's just really sweet. It's a really sweet line in a sweet moment. And um, I, I really like it. And also, I like her in in the battles, right? I like when she fights Kylo. I like when they are fighting the guards in The Last Jedi. And I like her in the Rise of Skywalker fight. I think she's awesome. And she killed it in, in the fight. Yeah, I think she's. And I've said, uh, angry Ray is one of my favourite things ever. When she's just screaming at people and just yeah. fighting. <laughs> like yes, well, well, Carlo, Carlo's being all soft and you know silky. She's just screaming like an animal. It's wicked. <laughs> so, uh, big boy, big boy, bro. Thank you so much for sending it in, mate. And uh, look forward to taking the next batch uh, next week. So, um, if you want to find us on Patreon, you can patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions from two dollars a month. You get all of our audio shows. Uh, you get behind-the-scenes pictures, polls, audio commentaries, um, an awful lot of spice. So get on board the train and join us there. Choo-choo, spice train! Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! Oh, so, there we go. A little bit of Sheevy Boy there. But uh, so it, there's the music. You know what that music means. It's the game time. And this week, it's my turn to host. And your game, do you want to know what it is this week, Blilo? Oh, mate, of course I do. We all do. 
Well, this one's called Ray or Nay. Ray or Nay. Ooh. Yeah, I've got some quotes from across the Star Wars, uh, and you basically need to tell me whether this is something Ray has said or something she didn't. So, was it a Ray or a Nay? And just oh, to make bro, things I love even it. spicier, these cover all canon. So it's not just the films. In fact, it's none of the oh, films. Oh no. Hang on, did you just say it's none of the films? None of the films. So these are things that Ray has said in canon, or or has she? And you've got to decide whether that's the sort of thing that the Jakku Ninja would say. But it's not, but it, hang on, but it's not in episode seven to nine. Nope. It's just books, comics. No, nope, that would be too easy. And Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would <laughs> right, be too okay. easy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's. Okay, mate. Let's smash it. Uh, so right. I'm going really. I'm. I'm just using. Yeah. I'm using my Ray knowledge to be like. Is that something Ray would say? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's smash it. Here we go. Ray or Nay. First one up is. <clears throat> I know I can do it. I'm just not ready. Yeah. Ray or Nay. I reckon that is Ray. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's Nay. Oh no. I made that one up. <laughs> I know I can do it. I'm just not ready. So um, oh. you could do them all in that, that kind of uh, um, equine voice. That'd be awesome. Yeah, d- yeah, I'll do it, mate. You watch. Okay, right. Ray or nay? But every drop counts, right? A drop here and there, and before you know it, you have an ocean. What? <laughs> but every drop counts, right? A drop here and there, and before you know it, you have an I, ocean. Okay, so let me tell you something. I think this is... I don't think they would... I don't think anyone's going to... I don't think they would let her say this on a film, but in a book, I think there's a lot more like space to do this sort of thing. I think that is... Ray! Is that your final answer, big boy? I I don't think it sounds Ray, but okay. it sounds... It just sounds... Yeah, I'll go with Ray! Oh. It is Ray! It was in the uh, Resistance Reborn novel that came out last year. She of says that to was. Leia, I think, when she's talking about Ben Solo. Every drop counts, right? <laughs> a drop here and there, and before you know it, get, you know, get your club card as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, let's go. pocket, whatever it was. <laughs> oh, that's Asda. Um, okay, so we've got oh. one Ray and one Nay. So, my friend, are you ready for the next one? Yeah, of course I am. Okay, here we go. I don't want to fight, but I will. I will. Um, I don't want to fight. I don't know. I I, will. I think I, will. I think the films show a certain Ray is up for a fight if she needs to. Yeah, like someone just needs to touch her, like in the wrong place or something, or try and steal something <laughs> from her, and she just like she goes mental at him, you know. And um, like you know, it was those guys trying to rob her in the market. She, they got they got like as good as um, you know, flipping egg. I, re- I reckon that is nay. I'm afraid it's Ray. <laughs> no, it's not. It's from Before the Awakening, the novel that was set just before The Force Awakens. I don't want to fight, but I will. I will. But she does. She's always up for a fight. She's she always up it. for a scrap, isn't she? But for the right thing, nah. All right, fair enough. All right, next one. Ray or nay, we've, we've, we've wound up the Blywalker. Here we go. Next yeah. one. Destiny surrounds me like a cosmic field. <sighs> Who writes this stuff, man? <laughs> it's either going to be an author or, or Matt Hudson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch what you say. Right. 
right? No, it, it, in a, <laughs> the, the thing is, though, the thing is, this could definitely be in canon, right? This could definitely be in canon, and then someone's going to make like 12 YouTube videos about it, like, oh, confirmed this. Or like, or like um, one of those inspirational quotes, destiny surrounds me like a cosmic yeah. field. I, do you know what, though? I'm going to say, no. So I love cosmic field. Cosmic field, I just, that doesn't quite... I don't know. Something just doesn't sound right there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in. Nay. Hey. That is a Matt Hudson original. Put it on your walls, guys. That's your an inspirational Oi. quote. So we yeah. are two out of four here, though, mate. Fifty percent on Ray or Nay. So we're not doing so badly. I love a Ray or Nay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next Ray or Nay. I wish I could just go back to Jakku. Ray or Nay. Um. I wish I could just go back to Jakku. Yeah, I, that is something I think Ray would say. But it, surely only in a Force Awakens kind of narrative, because anything after that, she kind of figures out her... It would have to be... I don't know. what it, it, It's something she would say, but it would have to be really specific with the time. I'm going to say... Uh, do you know what? I'm going to guess... I'm going to say no. You're correct. I wrote it as I wish I could just go back to Jakku. <laughs> Jakku. After what Finn said, she just wishes she could go back. So you, you're right. So now we're up to uh, three out of five. So we're creeping up there, mate. You do know your Ray and Canon. I think you've been reading these books, so you know every line. I, I have, mate. I have. Yeah, I read them in top secret. Yeah, <laughs> he puts them inside his. I've got leaks. I've got sources. You know. So. <laughs> That's it. Me. Um, so next, Ray or name, my friend. Here we go. Second, t- t- two more now. There's a time to make a stand, and there's a time to run. Ooh. Hmm. There's a time to make a stand, and there's a time to run. That is so generic. <laughs> but it's it's generic enough that if it was... If it was done in the right way, it, Star Wars could definitely pass with that kind of cheese and, and make it look real cool, right? Star Wars has this ability to make stuff that's cheesy just come across as awesome. Yeah. Um, <sighs> despite that... <laughs> Doubting himself now. Yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Ray. Yes, that was from the comic Age of Resistance. Ray, she's fighting a big like animal thing, and she's like, you know, I ain't gonna fight this guy. I'm just off, basically. I, th- I thought, mate, I've read that. Yeah, I remember I've you read, read it. that comic. One. Read it. And yeah. Age of Resistance so, Rose as well. Yeah, that was naff. <laughs> yeah, take that. No, back. no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No. The Age of Resistance line wasn't all that. I was expecting no, no, massive no. things from that, and I was I was just like, oh, man. I'd like to see yeah, a few yeah, more, yeah, Sorry. No, I'd like to see a few more, those, mate. So four out of six, so whatever the percentage on that is, you're at it. Four out of six, the final one now. Number seven, Ray or Nay, to complete a pretty impressive uh, canon run. Here we go. You ready, mate? Go on, mate. Go on. Let's do it. Let's smash it. <gasps> Here we go. Oh. Let's see how you hold up against the power of the Force. <laughs> Who is she saying that to? Well, I couldn't tell you either way, could I? 
Let's see how you hold up against the power of the Force. Surely that's not Ray. I can't see her saying that. I can't. Nay. You're wrong. Unfortunately, she did no. say in the Legion's comic, no. she said it. I can't remember if she said it to a massive beast again or she said it to a bunch of Quarren fighters. Um, but she, um, in all of the canon, she ends up fighting like massive beasts. So what does she say again? Let's see how you hold up against the power of the Force. Now, obviously, maybe she didn't say quite <laughs> that like that, maybe, but... <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's Star Wars Allegiance. So, um, cool. Four out of seven, there, mate. I think that's pretty sweet, to be fair, mate. Um, hey, listen, I'll take it. I'll take it for somebody who was a who pretends to not know canon, but again slips those comics into the architectural books. That's not a bad uh, return, there, mate. So, Ray (laughs) or Nay, Ray or Nay. I really liked it. And on that, I hope you guys really liked this episode of Star Wars Sessions, episode 76. Can you believe we're at that already, my friend? But episode 76, um, we're coming up to a big one coming up soon, the 77, but we're also on the countdown to 100. However, unfortunately, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions, but the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? You can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. On Twitter, you can find us at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. On Instagram, you can slide into our DMs at Star Wars Sessions. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or a cheeky message to our email address, sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to consider supporting the show further, please look up our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions well said oh yeah we are on anchor fm spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher tune in and everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast we're there and if you love our show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head over to podchaser.com it's the imdb for podcasts and it's awesome so drop us a review if you have the time there as well it helps us more than you know helps the show grow and we love hearing from you guys each and every week so thank you again and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell your ewok tell tito tell your cousin the more the merrier the cancel spice yeah yes that's right tell ray's failed clone dad that this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke May the force be with you, always. Luke, Mary Luke. Mary Luke. (laughs) They are Essex-based podcast heroes... Who are you? I'm Ray.
Tell that to Country Club. <laughs>